Well, glory to God. I want to welcome all those who are joining us by live stream this morning. Praise God. We had a great time of, with praise and worship. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles this morning, I know you do because you already told me you did. Let's turn to 1 John. 1 John chapter 5. And as I said uh, in my short monologue, we're going to start a new series this morning on what uh, the Lord has showed me to be one of the most important aspects of a believer's faith walk. How many of you know we walk by faith and not by sight? <clears throat> and that aspect that I'm talking about is having an effective prayer life. The Bible says the effectual or the effective uh, prayer of a righteous person availeth much. Amen. So we want to make sure that our prayer life avails something. We want to get something from our prayer life, don't we? Amen? You see, prayer isn't just about asking God for things. It's not just about telling him what you need from him. <clears throat> Having an effective prayer life really begins and comes from and through having a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have no relationship, you'll have no prayer life. Amen. I got one that's true out of that. <clears throat> well, stay with me. I'm going to get you somewhere. Uh, there's nothing more rewarding and nothing more fulfilling than having fellowship with your God. Amen. How many of you know that? I do. Amen. And being in his presence. As a matter of fact, there's really nothing more important in a Christian's life than learning how to walk in fellowship with God. Why? It's the reason you were created. Amen. You and I, my brothers and sisters, were created to worship God. Period. And I'm going to show you that in the scriptures. Yeah, we can have a job. We can do other things in this life. But everything in our life ought to be motivated by knowing who he is and having a relationship with him. Hallelujah. So you see, until a person learns how to fellowship with God or until they learn how to have a real relationship with him, and I'm, uh, I'm not talking about a relationship uh, where you are the center of that relationship. I'm talking about a relationship where God is the center of that relationship. Amen. You've got to have him in the center of your life. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. Hallelujah. And when you do get God in the center of uh, your life, then I can tell you without reservations, uh, you'll always enjoy prayer. Amen. But if he's not in the center of your life and your prayer life, then you're not going to enjoy prayer. Amen. <clears throat> and even when we do pray, our prayer will be mechanical. It will be mundane. It will be repetitious. And unless our prayer life is coming out of and based on our relationship with God, our prayer life will be unfruitful. In other words, and, and, I, and I might be an ugly about this, but people don't get answers for, to their prayer because they don't have a relationship with God. They're just constantly asking him for stuff. God, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? 
They never wake up in the morning and say, God, I thank you that you are who you are in my life. I just thank you for loving me, Father. I don't want nothing from you. I'm not going to ask nothing of you today. I just want to tell you how much I love you and how much I appreciate you. That's what prayer is. Amen. See, prayer is a time of communicating with our Heavenly Father. It's a time where you and I get into God's presence. And, you're, and you and I not only talk to God, but more importantly, we start listening to God. Amen. How I many of you know you'll learn a whole lot more from listening than you will from talking? How I many of you know that's why God gave you two ears and only one mouth? And all the women said, Amen. Amen. So your husband don't talk, amen? And he listens, right? Oh, I almost stepped in that one. <laughs> See, out of this prayer time with God is where we really begin to grow. If you don't have a prayer life, you're not going to grow in God. Amen. Matter of fact, you won't grow any. You won't grow past your prayer life. Amen. Out of our prayer life is where we really begin to learn more about God and His plan for our life. Out of our prayer life. Uh, prayer time is where God really begins to speak to us about certain things in our life and where we need to change. All right, got a few amens right there. How many of you know if you don't change the way you are, you're going to have the same things you have today? Amen. We have to change to get something different. See, there's a fellowship that goes on there between you and God. And that's where really many Christians miss it. You see, we can know all the principles of prayer. We can know all the different prayers to pray. We can know all the different times we need to pray. But if our prayers aren't based on our relationship, then we'll never get much out of our prayer life. Amen. Amen. How do I know that? I'm glad you asked. I know that because the Bible says answered prayer comes through what? Faith. And faith is having a trust and a relationship with God Almighty. Amen. We have to have faith in God. We have to have a relationship with God. My faith says I trust God no matter what. Amen. Hallelujah. If we don't have a relationship with God... Uh, the way we desire to have a relationship with him, then the strength of our prayer life will be weak. And if our prayer life is weak, we won't pray as much as we should, will we? And we'll only pray when it's convenient. I know this for, from experience, my brothers and sisters, because this is the way I used to be. I, 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 I teach a lot out of my experiences. Amen. You do too. And a lot of you are shaking your head this morning because you know you're agreeing exactly what I'm talking about. A lot of us in here don't pray enough because we've prayed and maybe because we've prayed wrong, we haven't gotten an answer. Amen. Well, we've prayed not having a good relationship with God. And here's a good relationship with God. You praise him every day. You don't just praise him when he's doing things for you. Amen. Amen, amen. You love him every day. Yeah. And you love him no matter what. 
Amen. No matter who you're around, you love him. No matter who you're around, you're not ashamed to talk about him. Amen. That's a relationship. Let me tell you something. In the beginning, well, let me put it this way. In the first six years of my salvation, I didn't, I very seldom ever talked about God. I talked about God. I taught Sunday school. But I never talked about him out there. And you know what happened? I backslid. Because my prayers never got answered. I heard a preacher tell me, you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to get uh, joy, peace, happiness. He didn't tell me that as soon as I came to the Lord, the devil was going to put a, a target on my back, and he was going to come at me from every side. Therefore, I didn't gird myself up with the Word of God. Amen. See, you can teach the Word of God, and you can know the Scriptures. But if you don't have them on the inside of you where you can reach down there and grab them when the devil comes at you, he's going to whip your rear end. Amen. Well, let's move on. <laughs> Hallelujah. We can know all the principles of prayer. We can know all the different prayers to pray. And if we don't pray out of our relationship, we're not going to get anything from God. Hallelujah. So what I want to talk to you about this morning is getting to know God. The title of my message this morning is A Life Dependent on Knowing God. Because my life depends on knowing Him. Amen. <clears throat> and your life needs to depend on you knowing Him. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was my introduction. We'll get into the Word. Well, that's part of my introduction anyway. <clears throat> Hallelujah. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I can, get, can I get a little bit of air, please? Hallelujah. So I want to talk about building a better relationship with God because everything He has for us comes through a relationship with Him. The strength of my prayer life doesn't just come from being able to pray the scriptures, and I believe in praying the scripture. Amen. It comes from walking with God. The strength of and power of my prayer comes from knowing Him. It's knowing Him. It's spending time, more time with Him. Then when I go to pray, there's power. Why? Because I've spent my whole day with him. Amen. Because I've been in fellowship with God. My brothers and sisters, that's the reason God created you and I. We were created to spend time with God. We were created to have fellowship with God. We were created to know God. Can I get an amen? And if we don't, as Christians, understand this fundamental principle of Christianity then nothing else is going to make any sense. We have to know why we were created. Are you hearing me? We were created to live our lives in Him. And the sooner we get in line with that truth, the better off our life is going to be. How many of you know what I'm talking about? There's a lot of us in here that spend time, a lot of time with God Almighty. 
Matter of fact, there's a lot of us in here that wake up in the morning with God and we go to bed with God. Amen? Amen. Amen. I've even started asking God to allow me to meditate on his word during my sleep. Amen. The Bible, don't the Bible say meditate on my word day and night? Yes, well, well, some of you may be taking a nap like me during the day. <clears throat> but that means when we go to bed at night, I go to bed saying, Father God, reveal to me even in my sleep. Because my spirit never sleeps. Reveal to me in my sleep what you want me to say tomorrow. What you want me to do tomorrow. Amen. Hallelujah. We were created to live our lives in him. Let's look at this in 1 John chapter 5. And I'm going to read verse 20. 1 John chapter 5, verse 20. And I read out of the New King James Version on a regular basis. Sometimes I add a little amplified. And I also like reading out of the Passion Bible. For the Passion and the Amplified will put them up on the board. Amen? It says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 20, it says, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding. Now watch this. That we may know him. Look at that. That we may know him. What an invitation, my brothers and sisters. See, this invitation is not only to get born again and go to heaven. That's always a plus, isn't it? But this invitation is to know him. To really have a relationship with him. And I don't care who you are and where you come from. That's exciting. I want to know who my heavenly father is. Amen. And all about him. I want to know every aspect of him. Hallelujah. I want to have a real relationship with him. That we may know him. Who is true. And we are in him who is true. In his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Now look at this. He said, this is what eternal life is. It's not just about living forever. Yes, we're going to do that. But it's about knowing, eternal life is about knowing who God is and having a personal relationship with Him. Praise God. Notice it says, we're not only to uh, know Him who is true, but we're in Him who is true. And in Him means 24-7. It don't mean a part-time in Him, part-time in the world. It don't mean part-time doing what the Lord wants me to do and part-time doing what I want to do. It means every day I get up, I'm in Him. And He's in me. It's not just visiting Him every once in a while. Maybe twice a week when we come to church. But it's living in continual fellowship with Him. It means Walking with God every day. It means talking with God every day. It means being aware of His presence. And listening to God every day. 
It's being in his presence in your life every day. Can I get an amen to that? Now, I want us to see uh, something else. Turn over with me to uh, Big John. That's John chapter 17. John chapter 17. Say amen when you're there. And this is another familiar passage, but I want us to see something here. And really, this is actually a prayer that Jesus prayed for the people back in that day, but it's also a prayer that he prays over you and I. Amen? For us in this day. This whole chapter can give you insight on how to pray and the way we should be praying. And I'm going to encourage you to read the whole chapter, but we're not going to do it this morning. Everybody said praise God to that. Amen. But I do want you to see this in verse 3. Jesus said this. He said, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Now notice Jesus said, this is eternal life that they may know you, Father. Eternal life in the Greek means a perpetual, ongoing life. It means from the beginning to the end. So what Jesus is saying here is that your life and my life, from the beginning to the end, is to know Him. Amen. Thank you, Miss Shauna. I got one amen. We can't get around this, guys. And, and then, like I said earlier, the, the, the sooner we get on, on, on the right page with Jesus Christ and his word, and we get his word working actively in, in our life, the better off our life's going to be. Turmoil only comes when our house is divided. When I'm trying to live one way one day, and I'm trying to live the, another day the next day. The Bible, doesn't the Bible say that I cannot serve God and mammon both? I cannot serve God in this world system? That I can't do uh, the things of God on Sunday and then do the things that I want to do the other six days that week? Doesn't the Bible say that? If you can't say amen, then you need to read your Bible more. Now I'm preaching. I'm preaching better than you're shouting. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are to know him. Because that's the only thing that's really going to matter in our lives. Is you and I knowing who God is. Amen. Because when we know who he is, then we'll start doing what he says. How many of God's children live their life like their life really depends on knowing who God is? I know a lot of them in here do. I know a lot of them gonna, uh, in here are going to do it start today living more like your life depends on God. Amen. How many of us in this room? I'll, I'm going to bring it down your street. Or how many of y'all watching by live stream in your homes, in your comfortable homes, in your pajamas? 
How many of us live our life like our life really depends on knowing God? I know mine does. Amen. The life, if the, listen to me, if the life we live really depended on knowing God, then it would affect every decision we make. Would it not? Amen. In my life, and I'll just use me, in my life, and if my life depended on knowing Him, how would I live my life? If my life depended on knowing God, what decisions would I make? I can tell you this, because my life does depend on knowing him, I choose to make the decisions that don't short-circuit my relationship with my God. You can make decisions in your life that will short-circuit your relationship with him. It's not because he don't still love you. He wants to fellowship with you, but he says, my ways are higher than your ways. Amen. Amen. And let me share something with you guys. He's not going to come down on your level. He's going to bring you up to where he's at. Now, some of us, like myself, in the beginning, I had to go scratching and screaming all the way, but he still got me there. Amen. Because I didn't want to give, uh, get, let go of what I wanted to do. My life was about me. Got awful quiet in God's house. Hallelujah. My life does depend on God and knowing him. So I'm going to make the right decisions. In other words, I'm going to make doggone sure to make decisions that don't hinder me knowing him in a greater way. Why? Because my life depends on it. My life depends on God. I wouldn't he gives me the breath I breathe. Amen. We got to get a hold of that, ladies and gentlemen. We got to understand who we are in him and how he wants to be more in our lives. Amen. Many Christians don't live that way. And that's not a criticism. But you see, many Christians just fit God into their existing lives. Because they haven't really yet received a divine revelation. And we got to get a divine revelation of what I'm talking about today. They haven't yet received a divine revelation of who God really is. And how he really wants to be in their lives. If they would just open the door. Amen. Hallelujah. They need to get a divine revelation that their lives really do depend on knowing him. Amen. Listen, when a person does begin to get that revelation, how many of you know it's going to affect their decisions as well? It's going to affect how you live. It's going to affect where you go. It's going to affect the people you hang out with. It's going to affect how you treat one another in your relationships with your family. It's going to affect how you raise your children. Whether your children are taught up in the world system 
or your children are taught up in the admonition of the Lord. It's going to affect the things that you put uh, your priority on, and it's going to affect the things that you don't put priority on. You see, all of that is going to matter when your life depends on knowing him. It'll change your whole perspective. Amen. Amen. However, if my life, and I'm going to use me again, if my life doesn't depend on knowing him, then I will make decisions for my life that cause me to drift away from God. Why? Because knowing God isn't my priority. Amen. Because I haven't put a priority on uh, uh, knowing who God is. Yeah, it's gotten quiet in God's house again. I'm just trying to help somebody in here. You know, because once upon a time, there was a man of God that helped me. And I had to decide what I was going to do. We have a decision what we're going to do today. Are we going to keep going on like we are, or are we going to start putting going all in for God? Because he went all in for you. Amen. Hallelujah. What would our life look like if knowing him was our greatest priority? It would look something like what Jesus says down in verse 21. John 17, 21. It says that they may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they also may be one in us. I like that. That the world may believe that you sent me. So right there, if I'm in God and he's in me and we're all in one and then we go out there to that world, guess what the world's going to see? They're going to see Jesus. Amen. That's what that's saying. Praise God. In other words, you and I are in him. He's in us. We're living our lives uh, to know and be more like him. Everybody say amen to that. And, uh, And through you and I living for him, this world that is dying every day can see who he is and know that he loves them. Can I get an amen to that? Verse 22, it says, And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one. That word perfect just means mature in Christ. Amen. Amen, that we need to grow up. I say it like this a lot of times. You need to put your big boy britches on and change. You need to quit getting your feelings hurt, and you need to get in line with God's word. Hallelujah. That they may be made perfect in one, and that the world, this is the reason, guys, may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Amen. Notice Jesus is praying here. And in this prayer, Jesus is saying, Father, I pray that they would come to a place that they recognize the importance of having you in their life. That they would be one with you just as I am one with you. Wow. That's a prayer. Thank you, Jesus. I received that. 
Amen. He's praying that over me. Is he praying it over you? Do you receive it? Do you believe it? Then somebody testify. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> My brothers and sisters, our priority is to be one with God. And then live our life. Everybody say, live my life. Like it depends on him. Why do I say that? I'm glad you asked. Because your life does. Your life does depend on him. Amen. If he didn't go to the cross, then what would happen to you? You'd have to die. If he didn't get beaten, like we learned on Easter morning, then what would have to happen to you? You'd have to die. He did all that for you. Amen. And he did it for me, praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Our priority is to be one with God. I mean, listen, think about this. If your life depended on a certain drug to live, and uh, nowadays they're saying it does, but it don't, uh, but if your life depended on a certain drug to live, what would you do to get it? If they said the only way that you're going to live, going to live, is to take this dipsy doodah drug, then I'm going to tell you you're going to get on an airplane and you're going to go and you're going to do whatever it takes to acquire that drug, aren't you? You're going to go all in for it. Amen. You got that in your mind? Well, take that same ideology and apply it to your spiritual life. And if you do that, then you'll say, honey, kids, our lives depend on this drug called knowing God. Amen. It doesn't depend on my job. It doesn't depend on my 401k. It doesn't depend on our intellect. And it certainly doesn't depend on all the things that we can acquire. Our lives depend on knowing God. So what we're going to do is we're going to go and we're going to do whatever it takes to get a hold of this miracle drug called the gospel. And we're going to take that gospel until it changes our lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm preaching me happy. I hope you're getting something out of this too. I know I am. Praise God. And listen, I'm not perfected in this. Amen. I'm still a work in progress. What I'm preaching to you, I'm still practicing. Because I need to practice. Practice makes perfect, don't it? Hallelujah. I'm still uh, doing the things I need to do. I'm still making changes in my life. And I'll venture to tell you that I'll probably be making changes until he takes me off this planet. And then there's no more changes to make because he said we'll be changed in the instant. And we'll see him like he is, and we'll be like he is. Amen. Glory to God. But until we get there, guess what we're going to do? Amen. We're going to keep our nose to the grindstone, aren't we? Amen. Amen. And we're going to keep growing in God. 
Now, turn over to Luke chapter 12. Boy, y'all were listening in a hurry today. I had a whole lot more scriptures, but we're going to get done early today, praise God. We ain't got but 23 more pages, and then uh, we'll be out of here. Luke chapter 12. And I want you to see this in verse number 15. Luke 12, 15. And this is our Lord Jesus talking. Say amen when you're there. And he said to them, take heed and beware of covetousness. Everybody say covetousness. Turn your name and say don't covet. Take heed and beware of covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Isn't that a revelation? But how many people are going after possessions? How many people are exchanging their life right now, today, this morning for money? How many people are exchanging their life for the things of this world, for bigger and better possessions? I could just get a bigger house, a bigger car, a faster car, a better wife, a better husband. Not. Not. Amen. Thank you. That's what 49 years of marriage will get you. Boom. I love you, baby. But a lot of people are. I know a lot of guys, I've ministered to guys that say, well, the grass is always greener on the other side. And I just tell them, yeah, but it's over the sewer. It's over the septic tank. Don't go there. I've been on job sites before, and I was, I was raised in construction. Anybody, any construction workers in here? I was raised in construction where the guys will get together, and they'll start talking about girls they're seeing and stuff. And then when I got born again, it was like God put some blinders on me. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And they'd say, well, Big John, that's what they call me on job side. They say, Big John, you, you mean you tell me you don't look at that? I said, why would I want to look at that when I go? Why would I want to look at hamburger meat when I got filet mignon at the house? Amen. Are you hearing me? Amen. Amen. Yeah. Bible says man that finds a wife has found a what? Right. A good thing. Why am I going to go looking over the sewer line because the grass is greener? That was for somebody. I don't know who that is for. It might be somebody watching my live stream. Stick with the one you brought to the dance. Amen? Amen. All right. Hallelujah. Where was I? People are going after bigger and better possessions. <laughs> we'll leave the wife part and the husband part off there. And Jesus clearly says here in this verse that those things that we're going after, that our life does not consist of those. So quit being deceived. Quit going after riches. Doesn't the Bible say, uh, uh, what is the profit of man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Well, don't you know the same thing is for you women? What, is it, what, what does it gain you to gain everything? Have all the possessions. And you lose your soul. Good question. Thank you, Pastor. Quit being deceived. Verse 16. 
says, Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, now watch this, saying, What shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? Notice he increased himself. So he said, I will do this. Notice all the eyes in this verse. So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there I will store all my crops and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Now watch this. But God said to him, fool. God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then who, whose will those things be which you have provided? How many of you ever thought of that? Everything you got is going to be, <laughs> you're going to leave it here, but <laughs> I'm telling you. Amen. Amen. The day that God requires your soul, you're going to leave everything you have behind. And if you go to heaven, you ain't going to care. If you go the other way, you're going to wish you had spent more time knowing God instead of possessing all those things. Right. Amen. Amen. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? So is he, it says, so is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. My brothers and sisters, I want to be rich toward God. Amen. Hallelujah. The Amplified Bible says in verse 21, it says, <clears throat> So it is with the one who continues to lay up and hoard possessions for himself and is not rich in his relation to God. This is how he fares. So he's, what he's doing here, and he's laying out an example of the person, the man, the woman, or even a couple whose lives are centered around themselves and what they can do instead of their life being centered around God and being dependent on what God can do for them. Amen. The Passion Bible says it this way. It says, this is, is what will happen to all those who fill up their lives with everything but God. Man, listen to the crickets. Y'all hear them? God now getting awful quiet in God's house. Let me share something with you. I'm going to release you. God wants you to prosper. Okay? But he's got a certain way he wants it to happen. Amen. And we're going to read about that. 
But this is what happens to all those who fill up their lives with everything but God. They fill their life with everything but God. Why? Because they don't live their life like their life depends on knowing Him. Are you hearing me? So we fill up our life with all these pleasures, all of these things, all of this stuff. And we think now we got it. Now we've arrived. And I thought about this when I was preparing this and reading this story. And I want you to think about it too. How much time did this guy spend earning all this? How much time did he spend building his kingdom? How much time did he spend every day thinking about what he was going to do next or what he was going to build next? How much of his life was spent thinking of himself? I'm building this and I'm building that. I'm all this. I'm this and I'm that. How much time? Did he spend saying, look at what I accomplished. And God said, you spent your whole life and you missed why I created you. You spend your whole life chasing the dollar. Chasing the possessions instead of chasing God Almighty. He says you missed the whole thing. Because life isn't about all those things. If our lives are centered around the things of this world, instead of being centered around knowing Him, then my brothers and sisters, you and I have missed the whole meaning of life. Amen. Amen. He created us to have fellowship. He created us to have a family. Amen. Amen. And I know Adam and Eve, Grandma and Grandma, Adam and Eve, They blew it. But my Savior, Jesus Christ, got it back. And now I can again have fellowship with my Heavenly Father. Through Him, amen? But if our lives are centered around this world, we've missed it. What a sad commentary to think that you're on this earth just to make money for you and your family. You think very small of yourself if that's all you think you're here for. And I'm not being critical. Guys, listen to me. You're here for more than that. Amen. Amen. If I go through this whole life just thinking about me, 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 and acquiring the things that I want, and yet I'm not rich toward knowing God, then I've missed the whole meaning of why God created me. Look at verse 22. It says in verse 22, it says, Then he said to his disciples, that's you and me, right? Then he said to his disciples, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. In other words, don't be consumed, don't consume yourself with self. Don't consume yourself with yourself. Hallelujah. Don't be consumed with what you will eat, nor about the body, what you will put on. 
Life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens. How many times did we talk about birds last week? Well, he's talking about them again. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor they uh, nor nor reap, which have neither storehouse nor barn, and God feeds them. Isn't that amazing? How much more value are you than those birds? How many of you think you're more valuable than a raven? Well, if God fed them, I've got two hands on that. Really? Come on. Are y'all still here? Y'all gone home already. Y'all still here? Y'all thinking about what you're going to have for lunch? I'm just trying to help somebody in here. Well, I'm actually helping myself, and if you get helped, I hope so. I'm happy for that too. Amen. Because I want to grow up in Christ. I want more of him and less of me. Hallelujah. Verse 25. And which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? If you then, if you then are not able to do the least, why are you anxious for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothed the grass which today is in the field and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? Oh my goodness. You see, nobody wants to talk about this. But how many... How many I, how many would really like Jesus standing up here tell, telling you that you ain't got faith or you have little faith? Would he get the response I just got? <laughs> now you'd be going, yes, Lord, thank you for helping me. Amen. And do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind. Isn't that good? We need to let go of anxiety. We need to quit worrying about what's going to go happen in this world. If we know God the way we should know God, we wouldn't be concerned with what's happening in this world. Are you hearing me? If you know God like you're supposed to know God, you're not even going to turn the news on because you don't care what's happening in this world. Is what's happening in this world going to make a difference in your salvation? Is what's happening in this world going to change whether you're going to heaven or not? Then why spend time looking at it? I need somebody by Facebook to say, preach it, Pastor. Type that in right now. Preach it, Pastor. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't seek those things. It says, for all these things the nations of the world seek after. You want to be like the world? You're going to be transformed out of the world. Transformed out of the world. Amen. Amen. All the nations seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need these things. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That God knows what you need. Yeah. I thought He only knew what I needed. He knows what you need too. Hallelujah. Look at verse 31. But seek the kingdom of God 
And all these what? Things. All these things shall be added to you. Now the passion right there says in verse 31, each and every day he will supply your needs as you seek his kingdom passionately above all else. Sounds like a priority, don't it? I love Matthew 6.33's version of that. He says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. If we would just believe that. I spent years thinking I had to help God supply my needs. Then I found out the scripture says no. If I seek him first, he's going to supply them for me. In other words, Jesus here is simply saying, I'm aware that you have all these needs in your life. I'm aware that you have all these things going on in your life. And if you will just prioritize your life and you will come after me like your life depends on me, then all these things you're seeking will just start showing up. Hallelujah. I like that. They'll just start showing up. You see, once again, we can see here, it's all about relationship. Our answers lie in our relationship with the God. Amen. With God the Father. Amen. It's about you and I putting God first. It's about you and I seeking Him first. That means giving His Word first place in our life. Quit talking about what's going on in the world and start talking about what God's doing. Quit confessing everything you see on TV and start confessing the Word of God over your life. Amen. Amen. If you ever let the words, I'm just afraid I'm going to get this COVID. Come out of your mouth again. Shame on you. You ought to be saying, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I'm covered under the blood. Every weapon formed against me shall uh, fall to the wayside. Amen. I'm an overcomer. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want Therefore, I don't have to try to seek all them things. He shall supply all of my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Is He the same today as He was yesterday? If He supplied for them, will He supply for me? If He supplies for me, will He supply for you? Well, I don't know, Pastor. Well, I can tell you right there with that kind of attitude, He's not. You might as well just keep out there by the sweat of your brow. You've got to serve one or the other. Amen. That's what that scripture means. When you serve a partial in the world and partial in God, what is that? It's double-minded. It's also your house is divided. And what does the Bible say about a divided house? It will not stand. It's going to fall. Period. There's no change in it. If you're wondering why hell is going on in your life, it's because you're trying to serve hell five or six days a week and then serving God on one. 
Ooh, quiet in God's house again. I serve God seven days a week, 24-7. Amen. Did I always do that? No. But I do now. I wake up in the morning with him on my mind. Mm. Well, I woke up this morning with my mind. Stayed on Jesus. Amen. I love it when the Lord just puts a song in my heart. Praise God. I know I can't sing worth a darn, but that's okay. I make a joyful noise anyway. Praise God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> well, you getting anything out of this yet? All right. So when we prioritize our life and we start living our lives that like they depend on God, guess what happens? Guess what he's promised you and I? That all these things will be added to us. And I can tell you that's exactly what happened to me years ago. Amen. Amen. See, I stopped worrying about food, as you can see. I stopped worrying about the clothes I was going to put on. I stopped worrying about all the stuff that I thought I needed and I started putting my focus on going after God. Amen. And that's when things really began to happen. Why? Because I was seeking Him first and I was doing my best and, get, and believe me, I'm still working at it. But I was doing my best to live my life for Him. Amen. And I'm going to keep doing that until He takes me off this planet. Can I get an amen? amen? See, there ought to be an underlying hunger or desire in the hearts of all believers to know him. Amen. There ought to be something on the inside of all of us that comes uh, and causes us to say, you know, I want to know God. Amen. I want to know my heavenly father. I don't want to know him through my pastor. I don't want to know him through my wife. I don't want to know him through my husband. I want to know him. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. I want to know that I'm his son. Amen. Or for you ladies, I want to know that I'm his daughter. And that he loves me. And he wants to do the same for me that he did for his own begotten son. Because he'll do the same for us that he did for Jesus, won't he? Right. Amen. Amen. I want to know God. Yeah. Say that with me. I want to know God. In closing, I know y'all don't like to hear those words, but we're going to close anyway. But in closing, I want to encourage you that you can know God. You can know him like you've never known him before. If, everybody say if. Yeah. You can know him if you'll pursue him like your life depends on him. Amen, amen because it does. Can you say amen to that? Amen. All right, let's stand to our feet. Praise God. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap offering. Yeah. If you got anything at all out of this today, you ought to be thanking God for his word. Praise God. Thank you, Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for your word. Thank you that it's getting down on the inside of our hearts, Father God, and it's going to bear fruit, Father. We want to live for you, Father God. We want to quit living for ourselves and live for you. 
more of you and less of us. Hallelujah to Jesus. Well, we didn't even get started this morning. We got a lot more to talk about on prayer. Amen. Amen. But we're going to be done for the day. Praise God. Well, like all services, we never close out a service without allowing people to, number one, and I don't know everybody in here, and I surely don't know everybody that's watching this by live stream, but we want to always give everyone an opportunity to give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing like living the life of a Christian. Amen. There's nothing more rewarding than having Christ in your life. So we want to give you an opportunity to do that this morning. We also want to give an opportunity to all those who may have already given your heart to the Lord, but uh, you kind of backslid. You're not doing what God's really wanting you to do. Uh, You're kind of living for yourself right now. And you want to change that. This message this morning has touched your heart, and you feel God pulling you back into his kingdom and wanting a greater relationship with you. If either of those describe who you are, with every head bowed and every eye closed, nobody looking around, we're going to honor the Holy Spirit. If any, either of those pe- uh, people I described is who you are this morning, and you want to give your heart to the Lord for the first time or rededicate your life to the Lord this morning, I want you to raise your hand and put it right back down. God sees those hands, not only in here, but he sees those hands in your living room. And God's going to honor your request. If you're in here this morning or watching by Facebook or live stream, and there's some kind of a sin, and I just, there's some sin in your life that you put it down time and time and time again. God says that he'll forgive us no matter how many times we put it down. But you want to make a statement to heaven and this earthly realm that you're not going to pick that sin back up ever again. So you want to lay that sin down this morning and never pick it back up. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand and put it right back down. God's going to honor those hands. God's going to honor where you're at. With every head raised and every eye open, I want everyone in here and everyone by live stream to repeat this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I believe that your son Jesus died for me and on the third day he rose. And right now he's in heaven seated at your right hand. I believe he's your only begotten son And he died for the sins of the world, which includes me. Thank you, Jesus, for cleansing me of all my sin. Come into my heart and be my Lord and my Savior. I know you saved me, Jesus, but I want to make you Lord of my life. Show me in your word what you would have me do and I make this commitment that I'll do it in your precious name I pray amen and amen let's give the Lord a clap offering hallelujah
Let me encourage everyone by live stream to go on to, go to our website or those even in here. Uh, and you can download uh, the podcast of these messages, either on Spotify or iTunes. Download those and listen to them over and over again. I know I'm not the perfect orator, but the Holy Ghost will minister life to you if you just keep listening to the Word. So I encourage you to do that. Download those. At H, uh, and our website is hillcountrycowboychurch.com or you can watch my lovely face every morning. Amen. As we get those downloaded. <laughs> well, it's a laugh- laughable face anyway. Amen. I love y'all too. Praise God. But you can download those. They will, be a, a, they will minister to you. Everything on that website is free. We don't charge for anything. Amen. So do that and you'll grow exponentially. Amen? The last thing I want to tell you is we serve a what? A miracle working God and you're always the next in line for your miracle. Have a blessed week in Jesus. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord.